Fade that music down. It's the Red Goat. Back at it here. Become Fearless, episode 57. It's been a while, y'all. It's been a while. That's my Tennessee roots come back. You know, my time I spent in Tennessee. Hell's five. We're back on the air. Bet you guys didn't know I do impersonations. Yes, that's true. I lived in the United States of America. My first wife was American. And she had a southern draw. And then when she get really mad, she got she'd lose it. <laughs> I, I don't know if all southern women really that, but when she got really mad at me, which happened often because I was a young, immature idiot, um, she would lose that southern draw. Uh, it happens. But anyways, I lost track. But anyways, yes, welcome back to episode 57. I'm sorry I haven't been on the air for a while. April 30th was our last show. I've been taking some time off. Uh, a few things, um, if you're interested, just a few things. I've been um, reorganizing uh, Red Goat Strength and Conditioning. I've been reorganizing uh, our online platforms. I've been marketing, advertising. We could officially open June 8th. Um, our online process got a lot, lot better. Um, and we've offered new programs to that, which I can get to in later. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's like this whole thing has happened, right? And so now we all have had to adjust and then we had to go and then we all started to get crazy because we were inside for so long and now we're coming to the end of it, but you know, we're not back to normal yet. Right. So, you know, still be careful. There's still cases out there. Uh, I'm glad that everybody, you know, uh, that I know is healthy. Everybody got taken care of the way that they should have got taken care of. Um, I still have my animals, still have magic. Who's driving me absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. I don't know why I had a cat, but then I feel bad. Cause like people said, Oh, I'll take them. I'll take them. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't do that. I, you know, responsibility guy. Um, and then, uh, beautiful, uh, bear is the most precious dog ever. And the reason I'm talking about my lovely bear is because it is Father's Day today. Happy Father's Day to everybody. And then, uh, Blue, who, um, hopefully turns three here in Jul- July and hopefully, um, gets rid of her, uh, terrible twos. She, she's just been a nightmare. Today... She took advantage of me being lazy last night. So last night I cleaned the litter box. Yes, that's right. On a Saturday night, I got nothing better to do but clean litter boxes. Yep. That's what I do. Clean litter boxes. Uh, Anyways, clean the litter box, put it out on the deck. And uh, this morning, uh, let the dogs out. And well, you just guess what happened. Apparently, my dog likes to eat dirty cat litter. Not proud of it, but as any parent, I still love her. I don't, I'm not going to kiss her. I'm not going to let her lick me now because she tastes like, probably smells like cat poop. Why do dogs eat cat poop? I don't get that. I don't, what's the fascination with it? Anyways, let's talk about my beautiful dog, Bear who is the most gentle soul in the world. And she just, this morning, because it was Father's Day, she cooked me breakfast in bed. She um, bought me a present and then made her own card. That's how wonderful my dog is. Like, kids can't even do what she did. She's precious. Yeah, she didn't do any of those things. But in my mind, she would have if she could have. 
Um, my name is Mike Vandenberg, in case you haven't uh, listened to the show before. Uh, Red Goat Strength and Conditioning is, uh, well, I guess which is, you know, where we base this off of. So this show, if you haven't listened to it before, and uh, I just looked at the ratings, there were still some downloads while I was off, but um, I, I'm still big in Nepal. Uh, Canada, we're still getting downloads. The United States still getting downloads. But the Republic of Lithuania has got some downloads now. So welcome aboard. Um, I'm getting big over in Europe, apparently. And by big, I mean people um, downloaded the show from Apple or from Simplecast or wherever they're from. I don't know. I did not get Joe Rogan money while you were, uh, while I was on hiatus. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, but I did line up some new guests. Um, and I, I got some new guests coming. I got a nice uh, recorded show coming um, next week, which will probably be our next one. But uh, we uh, are recording this week. Let me just uh, get you his bio. We're recording with Tom Fabry. And Tom is a adventure climber, uh, or adventurer. And he's climbed six of seven summits and is working on the complete the Adventure Grand Slam. He's also an entrepreneur and an author who talks a lot about harnessing your fear through uncertainty. I guess if you're climbing mountains, there's a lot of uncertainty and fear there, so I guess he's going to have something to add to the show, that's for sure. Um, Tom's purpose in pursuing adventure is to show others that anything is possible if you dare to dream and that overcoming fear is the only way to become who we were meant to be. Um, so I think he's going to be a great fit for a gun. If you, if you want to look him up, his website is, uh, Tom Fabry, F-A-B-B-R-I.com. And he will be on the show, uh, our next show, actually. We're recording with him on Wednesday. Um, so then as soon as it's edited, I'll, I will put it up. Um, what else have we been doing besides getting guests? Um, we still are sponsorless and that's fine with me. I am not going to be a slave to the corporate world. Uh, I am boycotting some of the corporations after this whole thing. You know, it's funny. There's so much that's been going on, and I don't, I mean, I don't have, I mean, my opinion means nothing about it, but um, it's kind of interesting in this time that we're in that, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of different things happening, and it's exciting and scary at the same time. So, um, you know, I, I said this to someone the other day, who would have thought that, you know, back when we we're growing up and you're, you're hearing about the dirty thirties and, um, the uh, Spanish flu and, and, uh, you know, crash on wall street and all this stuff. You know what? When I was young, I would have thought, Oh man, that's history. And I didn't ever think we'd never be living that. We live in such a great world and we're reliving it and we're living in it now. I would have never thought it. Um, so it's really exciting. So, um, it is exciting. I don't care what you say. This is exciting. If you love life, um, you never know. This is exciting because you never know what you're going to wake up to. You never know what's going to happen. You never know where we're going. What's the direction we're happening. What idiot that is a politician is going to say something. Um, you ever notice that politicians nowadays are not standing up for the people? It's like, I don't know who they're speaking for, but they were speaking for some ridiculous people. Um, and it's common sense, really. Why can't we just, why can't you just respect people? I don't, I don't know how hard it is. Because um, I think it's pretty easy to respect people. It doesn't matter who you are. We're people. You got to respect them. You respect them. And 
If you don't like them, don't talk to them. If you don't like what they say, don't listen to them. I, I think it's as simple as that. Um, but then I'm also not one to get into my neighbor's business. So um, I liked the journey. <laughs> I really like COVID. I got really comfortable not having to go anywhere. Um, in fact, today, I still haven't eaten at a restaurant. Not that I haven't ordered from a restaurant. Don't get me wrong, because I believe in helping the economy. I did walk downtown last Sunday, uh, went into some shops. I did um, spend a little bit of uh, my hard-earned uh, penance that I get um, to try and do my part. I don't have big money, so I can't go and, you know, keep the wheels of the economy going. But, um, you know, I can buy a coffee. I can do this sort of thing and try and help in where I can. But um, it's really helped me simplify my life. Um, I don't have uh, uh, expensive things anymore. I'm living as cheaply as I can. I, I'm trying to cut down on on unnecessarily expenses. I'm not going to a restaurant three times a day to try and eat. I'm starting to cook more. I mean, it really started to change my lifestyle and it started to slow us down. I get then to me, it was a good reset to me. It was like, Hey, this is out of control and we need to get going and we need to start over again. So I totally get that. And I totally understand that. Um, and I'm happy about it. You know, when we're talking about becoming fearless, we got to add all those things in to our journey. Why are we talking about that? Well, I'll tell you what. Your surroundings and your what's happening to you at that present time is going to affect your health. It's going to affect the fitness journey you're on. It's going to affect the health journey you're on. And you got to be strong. you got to be able to walk away from some of these things and say, that doesn't concern me. I don't need to worry about that. I need to refocus on me. I need to take my inner power and use it. Too many people worry about external things. And when there's nothing you can control, there's nothing to worry about. There's no use to worry about that stuff. That's the way I look at it. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm telling you what I do and I think that I pass on to my clientele is that we have our own stuff to worry about. Focus in our own area and it gets better if everybody does that or it gets better and better and better. What happens is too many people want to speak for everybody and I don't want people to speak for me. If I have a problem with someone, I'll talk to them about it. But I don't really have that many problems with people because they don't really care to me. The older I get, I, I posted this the other day, <laughs> the older I get, uh, the better it is. I don't really care. I don't. It doesn't matter to me what people think of me or how I act or what I say. It doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, I'm not trying to win popularity contests. I like to speak my mind, yes. But I, I think I'm pretty respectful for it. I also listen. So one of the great things about, uh, I think that people should be learning from this time is you can listen, right? You don't always have to speak. Sometimes you just got to listen. We don't know what others are going through. And I'm not talking about anything in, specific, in, in particular I'm talking about it could be anything, okay? I have new clients now. So we we ended a 12-week uh, health journey, which was one of the uh, toughest ones I've ever done, to tell you the truth, because we had COVID in between there. So 
Uh, we had to adjust. We didn't want to give up on the workouts. We didn't want to give up on anything. So we, we forged through, but at the time we had to adjust because some people were working at home. Some people, you know, were doing over online and some people just kind of paused and, you know, nutrition's tough and blah, blah, blah. So it was a challenge, but I got lots of research out of it. Um, actually when we did the final testing, it was kind of cool to see, you know, people that continued on full out, people that, you know, did it on their own, people that, you know, kind of slugged off and um it was really a neat way to think but it gave me more reassurance and more affirmation of the program the 12-week program is uh is good and when it's done and it's done properly it changes people's lives and we do have to change people's lives even in the midst of COVID and that's what I love um so now we got some new ones that's great And, and so going back to my point is this what I love about meeting new people is listening to them. Now, a lot of people that start the health journeys with us, uh, especially the 12-week program, uh, a lot of their stories are all the same. A lot of their excuses are all the same. Uh, and you'll get to know that uh, when you do something repetitively over time. We've been at this since 2005, okay? So... There's a lot of repetitive, uh, repetitive, sorry, not repetitive, repetitive uh, health journeys out there. Um, and so what I think I, I love about what's going on right now is the evolution of our health journeys is, is this, uh, the stories, the stories of how people got to the point through that. Now, let's, let's, let's be clear. People that do my health, my 12-week fearless challenge are desperate. Okay, they're not um, running six miles a day and then saying, "Oh, I'm going to try the health challenge." No, they're desperate, and that—that's what it is. It's not—it's not a challenge. It's—it's it's getting people back started. Okay, and it's not impossible. So when people come in, new people come in, and then they try their bullshit stories on me, um, or their excuses—not their stories, because their stories are actually really good on how they got there, um, and, and a lot of it is not. Uh, uncommon, getting into circumstances that we couldn't avoid and you just spiral and spiral and spiral and it compounds and compounds and compounds. And it's like your mental health, right? They're all tied together. You got to unwind one layer at a time. You got to go one stroke at a time to get back to where you're going. I explain it like this. It's going to take me three to four weeks to stop the cycle you're in. It's not overnight. 12 weeks is just changing your health journey, just getting you started, just getting you back going, just getting you feeling good. Just getting... The rest then is, is what being in fitness is about. But the 12-week journey is about changing your, your habits, your lifestyle, your, your, your path. And, I, you know, I had a doctor explain this, and it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I've talked about this before. He said to me, Mike, it's not about having a heart attack and dying five years, five years younger. It's about having a stroke and being in a wheelchair for the next 30 years. And that's how I carry it through. Every little bit helps. Every little change of diet helps. Every little exercise helps. But everyone's attitude helps. You're not going to have the results you want with a negative attitude. I've been there. I know it. You guys have been there. You know it. But it's just making sure that people move forward on that. Uh, 
right? If you have a negative attitude about something and you're not seeing the positives in it and you're just seeing the negatives in it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to wear on you. It's going to go in. It's going to tear down your health. It's going to say, why do I even bother? Why do I even bother? To me, one of the biggest, one of the biggest things, and I'm just speaking about uh, from my view. No one else's. I could be wrong. But what I see is one of the biggest mistakes governments made in this, and don't get me wrong, it's uncharted territories. Uh, and, and I honestly do think that most people are doing the best they can to protect the citizens of their country. But they didn't look enough into uh, activity and mental health when you just decide to shut everybody up and lock them into a room. And I don't think, they, I think they looked at the immediate effects uh, of, the, of the virus and they didn't look at the spin-offs, okay? Two things, and not everybody. I mean, it's going to attack, obviously, one group more than the other. It's going to attack older people. It's going to attack people with respiratory problems and that sort of thing. But one of the great things about exercise and being fit is when something like this comes along, um, you're prepared. You're a little bit better off, okay? You're a little bit better off to uh, fight off the virus, Okay, to fight off mental illness. Um, how many times, well, I don't know, uh, I don't know my audience, but uh, I'm a single guy, no kids, right? So I have a girlfriend. Um, so I spent time with her, that was great. But w- without having a family, I mean, you know, my dogs entertain me, but there were lots of days that we didn't go outside. I didn't go outside, I didn't go anywhere, I didn't go to the store. Um, which to me was awesome. <laughs> and it's still to the fact that I don't have to go to the store right now is awesome. Um, I try and run in right before it closes. Grab about $20, $30, $40 worth of stuff and then run back out. I don't want to wear a mask. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just, I just don't want to wear one. Um, and, you know, I think it's also good now that people wash their hands. Well, why is this, to me, this is so bizarre that we, um, we have to be reminded to wash our hands. That's, it's bizarre to me. I thought that was a genuine, normal human function. And of course, <clears throat> I get to throw digs at people, which I really like, like, um, people that are in education. And, and if you know me, you know my thoughts on education uh, and lawyers and police and, because I'm pretty vocal about what I say. But um, I just say to them, obviously you're not an essential service. And they get all riled up because teachers get all riled up when edu- when you when you diss education because it's the most important thing in the world. Although they, they get all riled up, but they just took off four months. Um, Obviously, you don't need to teach kids to give them a diploma because we just gave everybody their diplomas. And we're sending them off into the world uh, without even actually writing exams or testing them or whatever. So that just tells me that the education world has just blown their their whole sacred of, as, oh, this is the most important thing in the world. You're obviously not essential. You're like the fitness industry. You're not essential. 
So I think uh, that bruised a lot of people's egos uh, when they found out that their work wasn't really that essential. I knew mine wasn't that essential. What does mine do? Mine does nothing. So my so I'm a personal coach. So obviously I'm not essential. Although um, people in bad fitness and health die and cost society a lot more money, but we're not essential. But there is some businesses that are essential. Like it's very important that mechanics fix cars. Our cars are more important to us than our health. I don't know, according to the government. It seemed like everything that was essential for the governments were things that made them money. It's funny. Funny how that goes. Essential. I don't think, I think people's health and wellness is, is the most essential thing again. And then you lock them in their houses. Okay. I guess that's not essential. I, I feel for people. Um, it's a tough time. They did their best. People did their best. I, I applaud everybody. But I think there's some things that our our uh, leaders and our governments need to look at because if this happens again, you're not going to get the response from people. You're not going to get the response from business communities. You're not. They're not going to shut down. They're going to say, put me in jail. And then you're going to have everybody say, put me in jail. And then what are you going to do? You can't, you can't take away people's livelihood. And now, yes, the assistance was great, um, but you know now everybody's going to have to pay for it. Mark my words, GST will go up three percent. That's what I think the minimum is going to be: three percent on the GST plus all your payroll is going to go up. We got to pay for it. This is like three hundred billion, four hundred billion dollars that someone's got to pay for. And uh, good thing I have a small little fitness industry. (laughs) So I'm not essential, but now it's going to be paid for, and we're all going to be essential again, remember? Oh, we need you to run this country. It's funny. Um, But anyways, I got off topic there. Sorry, I I do that if you've never listened to the show before I ramble. But the point is, is that fitness to me is essential. And the stories that, um, I'm listening to and hearing from our new clients. I just, it, it fires me up. It's, it's one of those things that just says, all right, I can do this. I can crack this person. I can make them better. And that's the challenge for me. And that's what I love to do. And it takes time. But once I get in there and the, and the great thing is, is that with the fitness and with your health journey and with eating properly and feeling better, <clears throat> I don't, I mean, I make people drink water and a lot of water. And it's amazing to me how they come back and go, geez, when I don't drink water, I feel shitty. You you get so, you know, we're talking about the new norm, but it's the new norm in fitness. You feel unhealthy and that becomes your new normal. So can you imagine some of these breakthroughs that people are getting? They're starting to realize, geez, I felt shitty for so long. Um, our industry... Uh, well, it tried its best during this whole thing to help out, but it also killed. Our industry is dying. They're, global gyms are dying. Big gyms are dying. Um, you see a lot of trainers will be going out of business because they they gave all their stuff away to try and help. 
Well, now people don't want to pay for it because it's free. Everybody's working out at home, so they don't want to go to a gym. Um, so you have to readapt. We've had to readapt. That's what, <clears throat> you know, basically I took a month off here, a month and a half off, and we've been redesigning our our brand and redesigning what we're doing. So um, the 12-week challenge is one of our staples for sure, absolutely. But we've started to expand to try and help people um, learn. So what happened is so many people have bought equipment. It's great. So it's like everybody that bought a treadmill back in the 80s or a yoga sizer or whatever, thigh master or whatever the hell it was. Um, you got to use it. So it doesn't matter what happens. So what we've done is we, we've created programs for people who are at home who need lessons uh, on how to actually write and put a program together and do things effectively, um, make sure their technique's good. So we're trying to add into things that, uh, you know, we can still help people uh, without them uh, hurting themselves or that sort of thing. So we've got programs in place for that. Um, our online coaching has changed, so it's not just programming anymore. Now it's video analysis. Um, it's it's watching people work out. It's watching people do things correctly, giving them feedback, as well as programming them. Um, then we, you know, we went in and and did um, lots of new personal training stuff and changing the way that we're doing our personal training stuff. So it's been great. It's 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 been a good reset for all of us. But it's getting used to our new norm and a new norm in fitness. The number one thing about figuring out your new norm in fitness is doing it. You know, am I doing it the right way? Am I doing it correctly? Am I getting pushed? Am I becoming better? Those are things you got to look at. So that's my ramblings for today, in case anybody's wondering. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm glad to be back. Um, let's talk about the new norms. Let's get some feedback from people. If you have any questions, send them in. Um, yeah, it's been great. It's good. It's a reset. Now it's time to get going. So again, my next show, we'll, uh, we'll be interviewing Tom Fabro, adventure climber. Um, I, I'm excited about it because I've never climbed anything and he's climbed six out of the seven of the world's biggest things to climb apparently so um i'm looking forward to that um it'll be good to hear his story his journey and hopefully give people some inspiration on theirs the the whole thing is is that we want to get people to do things that they've never done before right so even if you are in fitness and it's an everyday routine from you and you feel like you're pretty healthy challenge yourself to do something something different become fearless go out there do something do a race um you know Challenge yourself to go to that next level. Always become fearless in your thinking. Do not get stuck in your own way or else our new norm is not going to work for you. And our new norm is be prepared for anything. Because as we just went through, you have to be prepared for everything. You don't know what's coming at you. And you can't let it set you back. You can't let it sit you down and say, hey, don't do anything. Yeah, you're going to take some time to reflect. I get it. But sooner or later, you got to get on that outfit. You got to put on that makeup. You got to put on a new hat. You got to go for a walk outside. You got to do whatever you got to do. So, 
that's where we're going. That's what we want to do. We want to inspire people to become fearless. We want to inspire people to do things they're not used to doing, whether it's in health and fitness and in your journey or just in life in general. It all ties together. Your physical well-being works with your mental well-being and vice versa. All right. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys jumping back on and listening to the podcast. Hopefully my ramblings didn't bother you too much today. Maybe it makes you think. And that's all we're here for is to make you think. So next show, episode 58, Tom Fabra, my guest. And then this is episode 57 of Becoming Fearless. And guess what? Today's your day. Become fearless. <laughs>